0: You're listening to Action, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of acting excellence. On this episode, how I make a living as an actor.
1: Hey Lee, this is Anthony Douglas calling from Detroit metro area of Michigan. I've got a good question that I'd like to present to you. And it's, you know, it's kind of serious for someone like me who's from Michigan and wants to work at a higher level professionally. What kind of advice can you and, and your guests if for actors who who commute you know good distance might be have to take a uh, train or, or drive or, or or fly to to make it to auditions and make it to make it to, to jobs who's been successful at this and, and maybe who continues to do this uh, i've got a professional job here in in michigan in detroit uh, i'm a registered nurse um uh, I'm also an actor and I want to take it to a higher level. I'm constantly working towards achieving that goal. And, and I realized that uh, now if I want to, to participate in that, in that level of, of work, that I'm going to have to go places like New York and in Chicago and L.A. And uh, what advice can, can you and, and, your, and your colleagues give to, to me to, to be a, a successful commuting actor?
0: Hey, Anthony, thanks so much for calling in. It's really rewarding to hear from my listeners. If anybody else has any questions, uh, feel free to call the voicemail box. It's uh, 206-424-9368. And you just leave a message on the podcast voicemail. And I'll try to get it answered by one of the coaches or by me. So I don't have a coach on this Um, this episode because I commute a lot as an actor and I think that I'm probably the most qualified person that I know at least uh, to answer this question. So I'm going to do my best to answer this. Now, this is going to be very rambly. Uh, I'm sitting alone in my apartment talking to a microphone, so it's a strange experience, but um, just bear with me. So first of all, good job, Anthony, for seeking advice. I think that one of my biggest assets and one of the reasons that I am where I am uh, able to make a living as an actor and a pretty comfortable living as an actor is because in large part the fact that I seek advice and I take advice. A lot of people I think are lacking in this respect. They, they either don't seek it uh, for one reason or another. Maybe they don't know what's out there. Um, maybe they're too proud or something. And the other thing is, when they get it, they don't take it, or they don't—they don't try. They don't try the advice to see if it'll work for them or not. So, good job, and good job to all the listeners, because essentially all this podcast is is advice. That's the reason I started it. It was largely a selfish reason. I wanted to get these answered, these questions answered for me, and I couldn't find them. I couldn't find the answers to these, uh, so I made a podcast so that I had an excuse to talk to these experts, and get free lessons. So good job uh, doing that. Now, really quickly, I want to say that uh, there's a few ways to get advice. There's a few ways to get really good advice. What I did when I started is I asked my, um, my first acting teacher, I said, who are the top actors in this uh, city? I was in Minneapolis at the time. And she gave me a few names, and I immediately went home and I contacted them. And the top guy was Charles Hubble and he was on one of the previous podcasts. I think it was a couple podcasts ago and you can go back and listen to that interview. But, um, basically I, I just asked him, I found his uh, email and I said, Hey, can I, can I take you out for a cup of coffee? I'm starting out in this business. I don't know anything. Uh, I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee and like pick your brain. And he said, yeah, which was awesome. And now I do that with tons of people. Uh, people are always coming to me and asking me my advice. So, Uh, that's another reason why I want to do this podcast. I want to just give the advice that I give to a lot of people. Okay. So, um, so that's one way seek out the experts in the field, uh, in your city. And if you can, if you can buy them a cup of coffee, if you can take them out to lunch, do it. It's worth it. It'll save you months and months of twiddling your thumbs and trying to figure it out on your own. It's just so much more efficient. The other thing is books. Books. There is um, a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of really shitty acting books, but there are also a lot of really good ones. And you, well, I've sifted through all the shit, so I'll tell you the good ones. Ron Morosco who was the uh, guest on the first nine or ten episodes of this podcast, wrote this book called Notes to an Actor. It's one of the best books on acting I've ever read. I mean, hands down. It's very concise. It's to the point. It's not fluffy, and it's not a bunch of ethereal uh, ideas about acting that are impossible to implement. It's just straightforward advice. That's an excellent one. Another good one, it's kind of old. It's uh, Uta Hagen's uh, Respect for Acting. That is an awesome book. Um, she is uh, deceased now, but she was a incredibly popular theater actress, and uh, the advice is still really solid, um, even if you're only trying to do TV and film or commercials or something. Here's another thing. A lot of people don't have time to read. I don't have a, well, I'm sure I do have time to read, but I like to think I don't. I don't know. Probably like everybody else. But when I read from a book, I read fiction. That's just what I like to do. Um, I don't like to read nonfiction. I like to listen to nonfiction. So it's just pumped into my brain. So I sign up for Audible. I've been, I'm partnered with them now through this podcast uh, so this is going to sound like a promotion, but I have been, I've been a member of Audible for years, long before I ever even thought about having a podcast. And I've been listening to audiobooks for a long, long time. They're really great if you don't listen to them because you can listen to them like three or four times in the time that you, it would take you to read a book and you can do it when you're commuting, when you're driving to work, when you're on the train, when you're biking, walking, it's just like, it's like being in, in an acting class, um, when you're just doing other stuff. So both of those books are, um, you can download those on Audible. You can download one for free if you sign up for a 30-day trial. If you go to uh, audibletrial.com slash action podcast, you can sign up for free and download a free audiobook. But you have to do it on your computer. It won't work on an iPhone. I don't think it'll work on an on a, um, iPad. So do it on your computer. Another great book. Uh, this is this is not an audiobook. It's not available on audiobook, but it's it's actually brand new. and it's uh, it's an amazing book by this woman, uh, Nancy Bishop, who's a casting director. She cast um, the Born Identity, Mission Impossible Wanted. I mean, she's done like nearly a hundred some projects, major projects. And uh, I've got the book right here in front of me. It's called Auditioning for Film and Television: Secrets from a Casting Director. Uh, pick it up on Amazon. I highly recommend this book. It's full of amazing information. And she's actually going to be a guest on like the next 10 episodes of this podcast, just like giving advice. So I really recommend picking that book up. You can get it from from Amazon. All right. So I'm going to tell you how I, I'm going to tell you my story. Okay. So I started about four years ago. I'm thir- I just turned 30 years old. I started when I was 26. I was living in Minneapolis. I'd always thought about acting, but I was too scared and I didn't know anything about it. I assumed that if you wanted to be an actor, you'd have to go and sign some sheet and then you'd go in front of a panel of people on a stage and they'd go, go, and you'd have to be amazing. And then they'd laugh in your face and you'd be scarred for life. Obviously, that's not what happens. Uh, So I wish I had started earlier, but so be it. Uh, Probably best not to wish things to have been different in the past. So I was in Minneapolis. I was working a job that I hated, and I thought something has to change. At the time, I had been listening to a book called, uh, I think it was The Science of Self-Confidence or something, uh it's written by a guy named Brian Tracy it's actually another audio book he's got a ton of audio programs they're all amazing uh i've been listening to audio programs by Brian Tracy for a long long time and if you're somebody who is like oh self help i'm you know that's for people who are damaged or something you're you're just wrong i mean i have been listening to self help or like success coaching books forever i mean it's They it's amazing. And so if you're not listening to those, uh, you're kidding yourself. And you are not gonna um succeed as fast as you would if you did. So start doing that. Now, um, I was listening to this book and I had always heard about goals, but I had never taken it seriously. I always thought like, I know what my goals are, I don't need to write them down. But in all these books I was reading, they were like, they kept saying, write down your goals, write down your goals, write down your goals. So finally, out of frustration, I'm sitting at this job that I hated in this cubicle, in a windowless room, in a horrible suburban city of Minneapolis. And I thought, fine, I have nothing else to lose. So I wrote down two goals that I just thought of off the top of my head on this piece of paper that I had next to me. One of them was um, to run a 5k in under 20 minutes. I've been running with my dad since I was little. I've never been serious about it, but uh, I've just, it's just something I've done. I've just run 5Ks. And I always thought, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to be able to run one in under 20 minutes. Uh, but I never really took it seriously. And the other one that I wrote down was uh, to be paid for a professional modeling job. Now, I had never modeled before. It was something that scared me, and I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anybody who modeled. Um, but I thought, you know, it's something I'm scared of. I might as well just write it down as a goal. And I didn't take it seriously when I was writing these down, and I promptly lost the piece of paper, never saw it again. But amazingly, and this isn't, I don't believe in anything supernatural or anything like that. Um, There's a lot of information online if you're interested in why writing down your goals seems to work magically. Um, uh, Largely, I think it has to do with uh, this principle called uh, reticular activation, I think it's called. It's the scientific name for if you are looking at buying a car, you'll start seeing that car everywhere. Or if you learn a word, you'll hear it the next day. It's just that you're open to it. You're, you're just looking for it subconsciously. Okay. So anyways, I had downloaded this app that allowed me to track my runs via GPS so I could see how far I'd gone and in what amount of time. And one night I'm on a run. I looked at it And I thought, wow, I'm actually going faster than I've ever gone. And I I wasn't trying to. I just was doing it. And I thought, I might be able to do this in under 20 minutes. And I did it. And I got home, and I was in the shower. And I was thinking, that's kind of crazy that that came true. And I got out of the shower, and there was a message on my Facebook from somebody who, like, knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. And they were like, hey, I own this clothing brand. Uh, we need a model next week, here's the rate, can you do it? And I just thought, all right, that's it. And f- from from that point on, I have written down my goals. I write them down religiously. I write down uh, my, I have my 10-year uh, goals that I've written down, five-year goals, and then every year, at the beginning of the year, I write down my one-year goals, and then I break them down into weeks. So every week, I have small steps, really small steps that get me just a little bit closer to these big goals that seem crazy and out there and unattainable. But if you break it down into these little steps, you can really achieve anything. It's pretty amazing. And you can do it faster than anybody else. One of the goals that I wrote down was I want to be the top working actor in Minneapolis. And I went from never taking... Uh, an acting class, never acting, never being in a theater production, never being on the set of a, a film or anything to somebody who was making a living in like a year. Anyways, that's my story. Oh, wait, here's one more thing. So here's, here's this is how I ended up, ended up in Chicago. Um, one of the goals that I had written down after a couple years of being in Minneapolis where I had really made a solid name for myself and... I was making a pretty good amount of money. I had gotten to know some 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 people, and they were hiring me again and again. And uh, I thought, how can I? How can? What's the next step? How can I expand this? And at this time, I had just gotten into the union. I just got into SAG-AFTRA. And there's not a lot of union work in Minneapolis, so I needed. I knew that I needed to expand, and I knew that the closest place where there was a lot more union work was Chicago. So I wrote down get represented in Chicago as a uh, goal, and the first the first thing I tried to do in order to do this was I wrote a cover letter and um, put in uh, my resume and my headshot and the cover letter in packages, and I sent them to like seven agencies in Chicago. I didn't know anybody who was represented in Chicago. I didn't know anything about the industry. I just did that, and I heard back from exactly zero. So a few more months go by, and... I kept thinking about this goal and like, how how am I going to accomplish it? And I was at a shoot in Minneapolis and it was a shoot where they had hired some people from Chicago, some guys from Chicago and flown them in for this shoot. And I overheard, now here is the reticular activation uh, phenomenon going on again. I overheard somebody say, um, oh yeah, this guy. And they said the name of this agent. Yeah, this guy at, and then the name of the agency is so good. He's so good to his uh, talent or whatever. And I remembered it like I quickly took a note in my phone, the name of the guy and the name of the agency. When I got home, I looked. I looked up that agency. Didn't know anything about it, but I sent him all my stuff. I sent him my my resume and my headshot, everything that I had to persuade him that I was worth meeting. And I said, travel is not an issue. And he said, Yeah, next time uh, you're in Chicago, come meet with me. And I said, Oh, I'm actually um, coming to Chicago. In like two weeks, I can meet with you then. I wasn't, but I just planned a trip, and he said great. So I did that, and he agreed to represent me. And even though I was living in in Minneapolis, and I started, he started booking me on stuff, and I started taking the mega bus. It was an eight and a half hour bus ride to get to Chicago, and I would come down here for small jobs because I wanted to get a reputation of being somebody who would who would do it, who would do anything. Um, even if it wasn't very much money because I just wanted to build that reputation of the guy that they could call. That's what I did in Minneapolis too. I would take every job. So if, if it was like 50 bucks, I would take it because even if it wasn't worth it, it was worth it to gain the reputation of just being the guy who they can call in a pinch. Like somebody, somebody dropped out of a shoot, call Lee. He's always down. So that's what I did. And after doing that for a few months, my whole plan was to get into the TV and film uh, department in this same agency. So I asked my agent, I said, he was, he was the print agent uh, at, at the time. And uh, I said, hey, can you get me in front of the, the TV and film people? Because I, I guess I should, I should mention that I do, I model as well. So I do a lot of commercial modeling. Yeah. So, so that's how I got represented uh, with, this, with this agent at this time. And he, he was able to get me the scripts. And I went and I auditioned. And they said, yeah, we'd like to represent you, but you have to live here. And so I said, okay. And I was, I was ready at this time to, to make a move. So within a couple of months I was living in Chicago and that's where I am now. Now, when I was living in Minneapolis and I was trying to get represented in Chicago, I also started getting represented in, I thought, and I didn't know anybody who was doing this at the time, but I thought, how can I make more money essentially? And I thought, well, there's gotta be agencies that are within traveling distance of Minneapolis. So I looked at like Iowa I looked at Madison, and sure enough, they had agencies there. And so I did the same process. I said, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an actor. Uh, I do commercial modeling as well. I'd love to be represented. Traveling is not an issue. And I started being represented by them, too, and I started traveling back and forth, back and forth. So I was working in Minneapolis, Iowa, and Madison. Then I get, got to Chicago. I'd already developed these relationships with, these, um, with the clients in these uh, cities as well as the agents. So they knew me, so they were direct booking me for stuff. Even though now I'm living in Chicago, so now I'm going back to Minneapolis for jobs. I'm going back to Madison for jobs, and I'm going to get into the travel logistics of that in a little bit. So, uh, so we'll talk about that. And and now that I'm living in Chicago, um, I've recently become uh, represented in the surrounding cities of Chicago. So now I'm represented Detroit, Louisville, uh, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, just. Because it works for me in Minneapolis, and now it works for me here. But a lot of people don't think about this, and I don't really know why. I know a couple of people in Minneapolis who, uh, who I met, and they do the same thing. They travel a lot, and they are the people who are making the most money. It's like diversifying your stock portfolio. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You want to be able to spread it out a little bit so that if one agency isn't producing or you're not booking in one state... Um, maybe you're booking in other states, and that's the way it works. Sometimes it'll be dead in one state, and I'll be booking all my stuff in the other states, and then it'll flip-flop, and all of a sudden, I'm booking all this stuff in Madison. That's just how it works. So now, let's talk about um, travel. So I told you about the Megabus. It sucks. It's super cheap, and they go a lot of places. And I didn't want to drive, because driving... Driving sucks even more. Like, I I, I don't – I'm not a huge fan of driving, and it was all right for me to be able to sit on a bus and, like, just watch movies or read or something. Um, I got burnt out on it after, like, six months, but I did it for a while, and I did it a lot. So so that's one way to do it. And you can see, like, for instance, Anthony, check out Cleveland. Check out Columbus. Check out Indianapolis. Try to get represented in those places. And I'm pretty sure the Megabus will probably go from Detroit to those places. Or you can drive. If you want to drive, you probably have a car. Um, I don't have a car here in Chicago just because very few people have cars. And if I need to go to uh, Madison, I just rent a car. That's pretty That's pretty simple to do. So check out those places. Now, when I go back to Minneapolis, I fly. And I fly Spirit Airlines. And I know that they have a horrible reputation and it's well-deserved. But if you if you want to be able to do this, you don't want to be spending uh, 200, 300 bucks on a round trip ticket. Um, you know, a few times a month. So I spend like a hundred dollars maybe on a round trip ticket, sometimes less, sometimes like 60 bucks on a round trip ticket. And there are early morning flights. All the stuff that you've heard is true. The seats don't recline. The, um, customer service is abysmal. Uh, you have to pay for anything, everything and anything. You can't get water for free on the plane, but it's cheap as hell. And if you can if you're going to do a shoot and you don't have to pack a suitcase, you can you can actually pack a suitcase for free. You don't have to pay for it. You can just carry it on. It's free. It's confusing on the website. And a lot of people say like, oh, I had to pay for my bags. A lot of times you don't have to pay for your bags. You can take it on and it's free. They pay for them because they don't realize that they they, that they don't have to. So spirit is a is a godsend for me. And I spend uh, I think it's like ninety dollars a year to be part of the $9 club. I don't know what ni- I don't know where the $9 came from. It doesn't make any sense to me, but you get discounted fares. Uh, and you get discounted fares on bags. So if you need to pack wardrobe for a shoot and you want to you want to check a bag instead of like $45, it's like 22. So that's well worth it if you're going to be flying. Um, and I use Spirit a lot. All right. That sounded like a Spirit Airlines commercial gone horribly wrong. So, um Let's see, what have we covered? So check the other agencies, uh, check check if there are agencies that you can get to, um, that you can get represented by. Now, another thing is actors access and casting networks. Uh, you probably already know what they are, or maybe you've heard of them and you're not signed up with them. They are the way that New York, LA, Chicago, sometimes Minneapolis, Atlanta, it's the way that casting directors communicate with agents. So you have to be signed up for these sites if you want to be getting any auditions in any of those big markets, okay? Um, you have to pay to be on these sites. Uh, I think you have to pay to be on both. It's not very expensive, but it's something that you just have to do. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but it's just the way it works. So you got to get signed up for, for actors access and casting networks. Um, the benefit of that also is that you can get auditions. You can find auditions on your own, for non-union or union. Usually if it's union, it's going to go through an agency. So um, if you're non-union, you can find these paid projects that you can audition for and you can send in, you can submit yourself and they'll ask you to come in for an audition or maybe they'll ask you to do a video audition, which is great for somebody who lives in, like for instance, you're in Detroit. If it's in Cleveland, you can do a video audition and then um, instead of having to do any traveling, and then if you book it, they can, or maybe you get a call back, then you can go, okay, well, I'll go down to Cleveland and I'll, I'll do the call back. Or they'll just go, yeah, you booked it. So then you, you're already, you already know how much you're going to make, and you can uh, drive or whatever and go do the job and then be back. Now, you said that you're a registered nurse. I don't really know what that entails in terms of hours and whatnot. It's tough. It's tough to have a full-time job and do this kind of commuting. It's tough to have a full-time job and be an actor. Uh, that's why there's so many people who are uh, like servers because it's easy to get shifts covered and you can get shifts covered last minute. Yeah, it's tough as a full-time, if you're working a full-time job to, to do this kind of thing. But um, if it's something that you want to keep doing, that's one thing. If it's something that you're trying to get away from and you want to be a full-time actor, then you're going to want to go more this direction and you're going to want to start booking stuff and building your resume um, building your credentials, building your skill level, and then eventually you probably, well, you're gonna have to move out of Detroit and go to LA, New York, Chicago, wherever you wanna go. Um, I guess you wouldn't have to move, but you probably want to. Here's another thing when it comes to getting agencies, you can go through the process of looking at their website and seeing how they take submissions. Most of them take online submissions, so they'll ask you to fill out a form, send your headshot, send your resume. Usually it's online. Sometimes they have it, you do it through the mail. But here's a much better way. And if you listen to Jimmy Callahan uh, on the episode about headshot and resume, you'll know this already. Or no, sorry. If you listen to um, him talk about getting an agent, he talks about this. Uh, The referral is the best way to do it. So if you know somebody who's with an agency in in, uh, Cleveland or Columbus or Indianapolis or Minneapolis or Madison or whatever, wherever you want to go. That is the best way because you can get, oh, shit, I just kicked the microphone. Um, you can, uh, totally threw my train of thought off, um, you can get their email, you can get the agent's email generally, um, and then just email them directly. That's what I've always done. Uh, it hasn't really ever been a problem. Maybe I've annoyed some people, but largely they're like, oh, yeah, totally, uh, come in for a meeting. Because if you you can send in the first email, you can just be like, hey, I was on a shoot and so-and-so, this is how I got represented in, this is pretty much how I got represented at all my agencies besides the first ones in Minneapolis when I didn't know anybody. You go, hey, I was working at. Um, I was working on this job. So automatically you have the credential of saying, I, I book work. So you say, I was working at this job and I met so-and-so who's represented by you um, and they mentioned that I should give you a call and they gave me your email. And then in that first email... You just give them everything. You give them your headshot and your resume, and you say, um, you know, my name's Lee or whatever. My name's Anthony. I live in Detroit, but traveling's not an issue. I'm really interested in being represented in Cleveland. I'm shopping around for agencies, uh, whatever. I'm really interested in uh, coming in for an audition for you, something like that, okay? So referrals are the best way to do it. That way you don't have to go through the mainstream. This, this is a business where I feel like a lot, and I think every business is like this, people go through the, the paths and the lines of um, the modes of operation that are set up ahead of time that everybody's going through. And that's a fine way to do it. I mean, they're set up for a reason. But you can kind of skirt around them. I've noticed that you can progress a lot faster doing that. Um, just look for shortcuts. Okay, so here's another piece of advice. Like I said about diversifying your portfolio when it comes to agencies, you also want to do that when it comes to skills. So if you're just an actor and you can't do anything else or, or you don't do anything else or you're not pursuing anything else, for instance, like modeling or voiceover, then you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And a lot of people do this. But if you want to make a living, you want to develop as many skills as possible. So in commercial Modeling. And let me make it, let me differentiate this. When a lot of people, when they hear this, they're going to think of modeling as like runway or like Milan fashion week. I don't do that stuff. I do holding up a can of Coke and smiling at the camera and that's it. And they just want normal, real looking people. Uh, They don't want super glamorous models. Those models can't book those jobs. And a lot of the time that's where the money is anyway. So get into that that is that is where it's at so and you don't have to you don't have to be super good looking you just have to you just have to do the right steps you have to get you have to get the uh, materials that you need and I guess I'll go into that and I'll tell you how to do that to be a commercial model you have to get represented by a commercial a commercial agent a lot of the agencies that exist almost all of them have both an acting uh department and a Print department, sometimes multiple print departments. Uh, you want a commercial print department, okay? Uh, almost all of them have this. So if you're if you're with an agency and you're only doing acting, chances are you could be making more money if you were modeling as well. So start modeling. Now, here's what you have to do. You need to get shots. So you have to get, you might have to put an initial uh, investment down to get a package of shots, which means like uh, maybe three to six different shots uh, from a single photographer. You're probably going to spend around four or five, uh four to $600 for this package, okay? If you're with an agency with acting, you might want to go to the print person and say, hey, I want to get into modeling. Uh, who should I shoot with? And they'll give you some names. So that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is you could get a friend who's a photographer to take some photos. Um, hopefully they're good enough. They're probably – a little bit subpar. Uh, Even if they look really good to you, if an agent sees them, they might say, yeah, these are okay, uh, but you should shoot with this other person. Like You should get some professional shots. It's just uh, they're looking for a very specific thing. Another thing that you can do, there's a site called Model Mayhem. Ladies, you got to be careful of this site because there's a lot of scumbags on here. Basically what it is is it's a free site. You sign up and then it's like a networking site that connects Photographers to models. And usually there's no pay involved. It's uh, what they call time for print or test shooting. And so the photographers, in an ideal world, you get a really good photographer who's just starting out, who's got a lot of skill, but they don't have a big portfolio. So they're trying to build their portfolio. You're trying to build your portfolio. You do a shoot together, everyone's happy. Now you've just got to be really careful. Like the women out there, if you're going to do these things, even if the person seems legit, and a lot of times they are, a lot there's a lot of legit people on there, but there's also a lot of illegit, illegitimate people. So bring your boyfriend, bring your friend, bring some, bring a girlfriend, bring somebody, uh, you just bring some muscle with you. Okay, I, I don't mean to scare you, but I just think it's a good idea. Uh, guys probably don't have to worry as much, but um, just be careful. I don't know. But what you can do is you can get a lot of shots, you can get a lot of practice in front of the camera for free, and hopefully you can get some good shots out of it stuff you can actually use in your portfolio i've done that uh, that's how i started got some good shots and some of those shots i still use today here's another tip when you get on model mayhem don't sit around waiting for people to contact you cuz you're going to get a lot of like people who aren't very good go look at look at your city say okay anthony you're you're in detroit here's what you do you sign up and you go through look up like you can just search in like an advanced search, like photographer Detroit, and then look through, see who has like good photos, like really good photos, and then contact them. You can write one email and then just copy paste on all these different photographers who look good. And maybe you hear back from 20% of them. And they're like, yeah, let's let's set up a shoot. I'm interested. And say, hey, I'm interested, I'm interested in getting and doing uh, commercial print. I want to get commercial print shots. So you don't want to get like artsy shots. You want to get really basic Man on the street. If you if you if you have like a, a doctor's uniform, you could be a doctor. That's what you're going to be in commercial modeling. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a mechanic. You're going to be um, a customer. It's just playing occupations, pretty much. Another thing you can do is hand modeling. I make a ton of not a ton of money, but I make a lo- I make a pretty decent amount of money um, from hand modeling. Something that I never. I think it it sounds ridiculous. I think of like Seinfeld and Zoolander, David Duchovny and Zoolander uh, when I think of hand modeling. But I maybe make 10 to 15% of my income from hand modeling, which is a decent chunk of change. And it's super easy. It is so easy. And a lot of times all you have to do, it's super neglected. Like a lot of people don't do it when they could do it. If you have decent hands, I didn't think I had nice hands. I used to bite my nails all the time. Uh, I never took care of my hands. And then I just stopped biting my nails. I don't have particularly nice hands. People always laugh at me when I say I'm a hand model. They think I'm joking. And then I'm just like, you have no idea. And uh, and then let's say you're doing a, one of these model mayhem shoots. Just ask the photographer. Be like, hey, can you just like shoot my hands real quick? Like, let me hold this flower. Or like, let me hold this beer can. If they have some skill, they'll shoot a picture of your hands. You probably want both hands in one shot. Uh, those are the ideal ones. Okay. Uh, what else can you do voiceover? I do voiceover. I don't have a particularly nice voice. I sound like a normal guy. You don't need a really deep voice. Like you don't need that movie announcer voice. There's actually like a pretty small market for that kind of stuff. You want to sound like a normal guy or a normal girl. You just want to sound normal and uh, get into a voiceover class. It's pretty important. You got to take a class because it's a lot harder than you think. you got to take commercial acting classes If you want to be in commercials, it's just a lot harder than you think. Uh, If you're in Chicago, go to the Green Room. It is where all of the agents will tell you to go, the Green Room Studio. Jimmy Callahan does these Monday night classes. I know that we promoted on the episodes that he's on, but they are awesome. They're like $25 uh, for like two or three hours. He covers one topic per class. Super beneficial. I've never walked out of one of those and thought – that wasn't worth it. So I highly suggest that. All right, I think that is everything that I wanted to cover in this episode. I hope that was helpful to the people listening. Um, I know it was kind of rambling all over the place, but uh, I hope it turns out okay. Uh, one thing I just want to reiterate, write down your goals. Do it now. Don't question it. Just trust me. Just just trust me on this one. Um, even if you think it's stupid, just write down like, Five or ten things that you want to achieve in the next year, okay? Just write them down. They don't have to be about acting. They can be about anything. Have five be about career and have five be about just uh, your uh, personal life, okay? And uh, have them be pretty damn lofty, something that seems unattainable now, and then once you achieve it, it's you're going to look back, and in hindsight, it's going to be so clear. Oh, this happened, and then this happened, and I took this step and this step and this step, and ten steps later, I achieved it. And it seems so simple, but when you write it down, it seems really unattainable. So write them down. Uh, Chances are you're going to be mystified. I know I was. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening and uh, supporting this podcast. It's been a blast so far, and I'm looking forward to the future. Uh, I've got a lot of good interviews lined up, so keep listening. If you have a question that you want one of the coaches to answer on an upcoming podcast episode – call this number 206-424-9368 and leave a message on the podcast voicemail. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening.